0: hello everyone and welcome to the rodeo kids podcast boy do we have a treat for you today the young gentlemen of the rodeo kids ambassador team have come together to share a little bit of rodeo 101 with you from their perspective these gentlemen are all competitors and just awesome kids that um, just wanted to take it back to the basics and invite those who uh, maybe aren't maybe you're active in rodeo already but you want to try a new event and just not really sure where to start or what you even need to start or maybe you're brand new and you are just getting your feet wet. They go over all the basics of what you're going to need, how to get started, um, some drills that you can do and where to find that kind of stuff. You can also reach out to them after the podcast if you still have questions. Laith, Isaiah, and Connor, you can just send us a message on the Rodeo Kids Facebook page, Instagram, or on TikTok, and just let us know. Maybe you don't even have a question specifically for them about what they talk about in this podcast, but something's just drawn um, for them to be part of your support system. And that's totally wonderful. And we hope that you will send us that message and we'll help you get in touch with them and, and just make sure that the the right guy gets hooked up with you. And um, we're just super pumped. Guys, this is an awesome opportunity for you guys to learn. And the Rodeo Kids ambassador team and Rodeo Kids in general, we are here to help you beyond the arena. We want to see you win all the trophies, the buckles, the money. We are, we are here for it. We're excited. Excited for that. But more importantly, we just want to see you guys have fun and learn and grow and come together and support one another and build your network and your character. And most importantly, your relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, if we're not doing this for the right reasons, if we're not doing this to glorify Him and to bring more people to Him, then then it's not going to be worth it at the end of it anyway. And so that's why we're here is to help bring a little light on that, shed a little light on that, and bring people together so that you guys can enjoy this because when we are in this together and when we do it together, man, it feels so much better when we've got some friends and some people there cheering for us, whether they're standing up on the back of the buck and shoots or along the fence cheering us on, or if you just know they're a phone call or a text message away and sending those good vibes. Man, that's what... That's what life's about, whether you're a rodeo competitor, a basketball player, um, a professional in your job, or or just a mom or dad. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Uh, that's what makes it worth it, is the people. So we're here to build your community and help you chase those gold buckle dreams. Before we get started real quick, I just want to remind you that we are headed to Las Vegas. We will have our booth opened up a month from today. It is the 6th Of November right now. So December 6th, we will be ready to do some rocking and rolling and roping and goat tying and all kinds of fun stuff at the Rodeo Kids booth. We have 7K Roping Dummies and Fastback Ropes sponsoring the dummy rope and jackpots that we're going to have. We will have the kind where you've got the portable where you head it and heal it and just the traditional where you stand and rope the dummy from different locations, pulling it back over time. So we'll have different age divisions for that. We'll also have goaty goat tie matches. So we'll have the goaty goat tie and dummies and we'll have ground matches there in the booth. That'll be super fun. We have coloring contests and um, the Bell Mayor Book Company that writes the short go children's books. They are sponsoring the back number coloring contest so kids can go in and color their back numbers and we'll cut those out and then you can wear your number one Wrangler NFR custom colored back number for the stick horse races and other fun uh, rodeo kids little competitions that we're going to have going on for the youngsters too. Uh, We are also going to do some rodeo kids charades. We always love some charades to see how creative you guys can be and, and have some fun and play some games while you're there. Uh, We'll be giving away scholarships and prizes and Mike and Sherry Lynn Johnson have been very generous and, and their sponsors have a lot of cool stuff that, we're not even sure exactly what's all there, but we just got done with a podcast with her and she said there's a lot of other fun stuff to give away. So we are just so thankful and there's so many awesome things coming. Jacob Edler is giving away to a two-day private clinic um, or less private lesson with him there in Alva, Oklahoma. We've got Stan Branco. He is, has qualified for the NFR this year in the steer wrestling. He's going to stop by and Talk with everybody as well as give away a position in one of their clinics, the Steer Wrestling Rodeo University Clinic. Um, we've got K&D Equestrian giving away two scholarships for you to attend a clinic camp or lesson of their choice as well as rodeokids.com, the epic animal and just all kinds of cool stuff. It is coming in every day. We just had Jeff and Sherry Kerr from the Flat Tops Rodeo Bible Camp. They're going to um, have two generous scholarships to attend their flat top studio bible camp which is just amazing i have been a clinician there um the past two years and wow like not only is it beautiful in rifle colorado but what they do and the transformation and just the community um that these kids kids get to create and the lessons that they learn inside and outside of the arena and how it just fires them up for christ is amazing while doing what we all love so much so so needless to say, we have a lot of awesome things happening in the Rodeo Kids booth that are all youth and family friendly. So we encourage you to drive on over to the Vegas World Toughest Junior World Championships, which is located at the Expo at the World Trade Centers. They're in Las Vegas, just off the strip, close to the convention center. While you're there, we will be in Las Vegas December 6th through the 13th. That is the 6th through the 13th, so the first... um that Thursday, Wednesday through Wednesday, but we will not be there for the second weekend. But we still hope that you guys can come out and see us, and we look forward to it. Now, let's get started with this Rodeo Kids podcast featuring Laith West, Connor Essick, and Isaiah Ellis. World history. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Lath West. I'm a part of the Rodeo Kids ambassador team. I'm here with Isaiah Ellis and Connor Essick. We're here today to help new cowboys enter this in- industry and um, learn more about it. Isaiah, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yes, my name is Isaiah Ellis, and I'm from Jay, Florida, and I compete in shoe dogging, and I'm starting to get into roping. Um, I'm 15 years old, and I've been doing rodeo for almost four years now.
1: That's awesome. Connor, what about you?
3: Hi, yeah, I'm Connor Essick. I'm from Northwest Iowa. I compete in cutting, ring horse, calf roping, and team roping. I've been competing for about four years now. I'm a junior in high school, and Yep, we're just here to help everybody get some drills and keep going.
1: That's awesome. Why don't we get started here, Isaiah? I know you're in the shoot-dogging event. Why don't you give us a little bit of uh, equipment that you need for that event?
2: So, it doesn't take much for shoot-dogging. Um, it really takes yourself, and I would recommend – Getting a bull head, um, it's usually used for roping, like the stick and hay bales, and you can get them from Amazon. But um, I would recommend practicing with those all the time, as well as bringing them to the arena, um, using them back there behind the chutes um, and letting your friends use them. and It's a good conversation starter and letting everybody get some practice in.
1: Awesome, that's awesome. What about extra stuff you might need on the rodeo trail for shoot dogging?
2: Okay, I would definitely recommend bringing extra clothes, pants, and pearl snap because I've ripped them both doing shoot dogging and didn't bring extra clothes, as well as a belt with the belt buckle because I've broken both of those. Um, yeah, and that's just about it that I would bring.
1: That's awesome. What about the do's and do nots of shoot dogging?
2: Okay, I would say. Be approachable. I see a lot of people kind of have a bad attitude or it seems like they're having a bad attitude because they're not as approachable. So to have an approachable face and have a good attitude before and after your run, because that's going to be the times people want to give you advice and help you out. I would say do not leave right after your event because no one's going to be able to help you. People who've done it longer than you, They're going to want to help out if you're approachable and don't leave immediately. Um, I would say do come early to your event um, that assures you won't be late. And again, more opportunity for people to help you out. Um, I would say don't change anything. I've made the mistake. Don't change anything or form in the way you're going to do it before. Always give time to practice um, so that it doesn't mess you up because I've messed up changing something right before because someone might've said it. Stick true to what you've practiced and then change it maybe after you've competed so you have time to practice.
1: That's great. I will say being behind the shoots and all the attitudes that go through there, there there's some that you admire and some that you just wish could change a little bit. And I think being approachable is a great attribute to have in the rodeo industry. So that's great um safety what are some safety tips you could give to a beginner
2: okay stretching before every run uh you will hurt yourself if you don't stretch you will be sore i've had to do shoe dog and then compete in another event and i've i've lost because i didn't stretch in the first event so being prepared for that um drinking water and eating something before your event i've went all day without eating or drinking and that is really messing me up as well it's put me in a bad mood, so I don't seem as approaching. So that is really helping.
1: That's awesome. So, would you like to explain some like general horsemanship and animal welfare for this sport and what it does, and like it doesn't harm the animals in any way?
2: Yes, there's always someone there making sure that you're doing it right. Um, every time that I get in the shoot with the um with the steer they're always making sure that I'm doing it right there's always judges watching you to make sure that's done right um and for bulldogging which I'm not that's kind of the step up um always taking care of your horse and um something that I like to do even with my horses this isn't even necessarily shoe dogging but um making sure the horses have clean stalls um when you're at the arena and um walk by and checking your horses and make sure they have water and hay and have everything that they need.
1: I do agree with that. I mean, the horses are working almost twice as hard as we are. Um, They do deserve just as much as attention as we do. I agree with that. What are some drills you could use for this event?
2: Yes. I actually have a drill on the rodeo kids, TikTok, but it is, I, with that bull head that I was telling you about practicing with that, bringing it to, um, rodeos and practicing at home, that has helped me out extremely, helped my brothers out that compete with me extremely, and I would definitely recommend getting that and checking out the Rodeo Kids TikTok and looking at that drill video I did.
1: That's great, Isaiah. Do you have anything else you'd like to add on to the shoot-dogging event?
2: No, I think that is all um, that I have for that.
3: Hey, Isaiah. Yes. Can you explain shoot-dogging, what it is?
2: Yes. It's kind of, I would say a step down from bulldogging. Maybe you're not ready to be on a horse or ready to have that high competition. Um, where with bulldogging, you're jumping off the horse or sliding off the horse onto the steer. Shoe dogging is when you're actually in the chute with the steer, they open the gate and you're trying to flip it as fast as you can. So that's what that is.
3: Awesome. Thank you. Could you explain a little bit on how you got started in that?
2: Um. So when I first started rodeo, I didn't really want to ride horses. I was trying to find anything that didn't make me want to make me have to ride horses. So shoot, dogging it was. I was a bull rider, bronc rider. So shoot, dogging it was, and I really didn't want to do it. And I did it, and I'm proud and I'm glad I did it.
3: Thank you. Blake,
2: all right you- i think oh sorry
3: what do you want to talk about
1: sorry okay we can edit this out but okay so I th- are we going to you now connor or are we going to me
3: i was just going to start asking you so i didn't know all
1: right that's fine let's go ahead and start with me we can edit that whole piece out but we yeah, can exactly.
3: go ahead okay i'll get started with you in just a second blake could you explain to us a little bit about what you do
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm a team roper. I'm a header. I shoot trap and I bullfight and ride bucking horses.
3: Awesome. So how did you get started riding bucking horses?
1: Well, um, I've always grown up around, you know, rodeo industry and everything. And I thought it was the coolest part, coolest thing ever, coolest part of the rodeo, you know, always the part I look forward to. And my dad did it. And I always look up to him. So I guess it just kind of started as just since I was little, I mean, I've always wanted to, always wanted to do it.
3: What are some of the things and gear you need to be able to do this?
1: All right. Well, first and foremost, you're going to need a rigging. A rigging is a type of like leather structure thing that has about a handle of a handle, like a suitcase handle on it. Um, You need a glove, which has two binds on it, one by your pinky and one on your top hand or top of your hand. It's going to bind in that suitcase handle to where it don't come out that easy. You're going to need a vest for protection. It helps your back from hitting the flank strap. It also helps if you were to get stepped on. It really spreads out the weight and distributes it evenly, which helps a little bit. Not Not all the time, but it helps a little bit. You're also gonna need latigos and a cinch, just like you would need on any saddle to hold your rigging on tight. And that's about all you'll need.
3: So what are some extra things you'd bring to a rodeo? I'd bring
1: extra latigos for sure. Um, You never know when one might bust or break. I'd bring an extra cinch just for safety purposes. I'd also bring a wrench to tighten down your rigging handle. You know, heat and coldness, it really messes with your rig and it's made out of leather. It's gonna it's gonna shrink, it's gonna expand, it's really gonna mess with it. So you're gonna need a wrench to loosen up your rigging handle to make sure your hand fits in there good.
3: So what are That's some right. do and do nots about bareback?
1: I would say if you're just starting out, I wouldn't get too much of a bind to where you can't get your hand out if you need to. Um, me personally, I don't have that much of a bind. I have it to where if I open my hand, my hand will come out, but like starting out, you don't want to get yourself in that situation where your hand doesn't come out when you want it to. It's really not a fun deal at all. I'd also say, let your body develop. That's what I honestly, I'm kind of waiting on now. I'm built as a smaller dude. So I'm really just in junior high. I did, the. I did the uh, bareback steer riding. It was a lot of fun, but now that I'm getting on horses and wanting to move up to get on horses, I got to let myself develop so I'm good to go and don't just go out there and get jerked around like a rag doll. I want to make sure my body is at its peak and good to go. I also would take training very, very seriously. Training is very important. You can't just expect to not train and go get on horses. I mean, they're going to, they're stronger than you. They're going to jerk you around. So I would take training really seriously. Um, that is one thing I would do.
3: Could you explain the training a little bit?
1: Yeah, no. Um. A lot of bareback riders, they, they really need strong legs because your legs are really what's holding you in place. So if you train legs, get them good and built up, you're also going to need really strong neck muscles because – you don't like whiplash. I don't like whiplash. No one likes whiplash. It's no fun. So really strong neck muscles help with that. They also make um, neck pillows that hold, yourself, hold your neck in place while you're getting on. Um, I also train really strong back and core core muscles. Every, every muscle is important in bareback riding. It's a very, very physical demanding sport. So you're going to need to just
3: train almost everything. Awesome. So what are some drills you would use for this event?
1: I have videos posted on the rodeo kids, TikTok page. So if you'd like to go take a look at those, you can, but there are plenty of drills out there. You can do, you just riding your spur board and making sure you're getting the basics down correctly. It makes a huge difference. Muscle memory is a huge thing in the bareback ride. And if you don't have that, then there's not much that you're going to be able to help. Um, There's also plenty of drills out there to make your feet faster. Make sure that you get back in time to hold yourself there. And that's about it. I mean, there's plenty of bucking machines out there that they say will make you better. But honestly, I think the spur board is probably just the best place to critique your skill.
3: Awesome. So if someone wanted to get started in bareback riding, what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to go to a
1: school and like I know a school that world champions put on and I see many kids go there and they just, it's like eye-opening for them. I mean, it's great. They have great horses there. You can get on live stuff. You can get on the spur board. You can get on a bucking machine. It's just a perfect opportunity for where, if you're looking into getting bareback riding, then getting into bareback riding and it was a good place to go.
3: Awesome. Thank you, sir. That's awesome.
2: Yes. But where do you get the majority of your gear
3: from? Um,
1: there's two places where I would recommend getting your gear from. One of them is Beastmaster Rodeo. Um, they have great stuff there. Um, it's all good quality. I've gotten some of my pads and stuff from there. There's also Barstow Rodeo Company. Um, they have some of the best equipment out there. I mean, you see world champions. They that's what they got. They got the best of the best, and Barstow is definitely a good place to go too. Great. And can you tell us
2: just a little bit about the spurboard? Um, what that is and what you do, how you
1: practice with that spurboard. Yeah, a spurboard is just uh kind of shaped like a horse. You can put your rigging on it, and it just really focuses. It doesn't move. It just focuses on you being able to lift on your rigging, keep your chest keep your chest out, really get a strong mark out and hold your feet, and just really work on your critique and making sure everything is perfect.
2: Great. Okay, so now we're going to go to Connor. Um, he does calf roping. Um, first, can you tell me just a little bit of gear that you need to start off in calf rope.
3: Yeah, you bet. Okay, so calf roping, a lot goes on, and it is definitely my favorite event, because you really got to know where you got to be at the right time, and there's a lot of adrenaline, and it's a lot of fun, but so some of the most important gear I would say you need is a good saddle, a neck rope, a cheek cobble, and a pig and string. Um, In order to be successful in any event, you need a good saddle, and I can't stress that enough. But in the tie down especially, and this is because when the horse takes a jerk from the calf, it's important the saddle is off the shoulders and not pinching. The right saddle allows the horse to be able to run and stop comfortably, and I think that's really important to make good runs. Um, So the neck rope and the cheek cobble that I said, those are two things that your rope goes through, and they're on your horse, and they keep your horse straight and keep your rope where it needs to be out of the way and holds it where it's supposed to be then the last thing I said was a picking and string and that's what a calf roper uses to tie a calf. So it's really important. Um, some people also use jerk lines. Um, I don't personally use one because my horse works really good and i work worked the log on him a lot, but if your horse is one that doesn't want to work good, or you're going to go somewhere where you want to win a lot of money and make sure you're going to make the best run you can make. I do recommend using the jerk lines. So Those are a lot of the gear that I would personally use. Would you explain what a jerk line is? So a jerk line runs all the way down to the bridle and then it hooks to it. So it pulls them back when they stop and it runs up through a pulley and then you put it through your belt. So when you get off your horse and you're running down the line, it keeps tension on your horse's mouth. So it pulls them back and keeps them. So that way they work the
1: rope better. Would you like to explain what working the log is?
3: Okay. So working a log is a big thing in a calf horse, and this is how you start a calf horse. So what you want to do is take a log and put a rope around it. And then I just like to trot my horse around the arena dragging a log. And then I'll kind of turn and I'll get off my horse. And I, I like to run a rope on the other side of the horse too. So that way when I get off, I can work the horse back. And then I go and run down and get on the log and I make sure my horse stops when I get on the log. And it's just a good way to really get your horse to work the rope. And so you stay safe when you're trying to tie a calf. Awesome.
2: And is there, is there a different kind of calf ropes and where do you get them from?
3: You know, there's a lot of different ropes. Um, In any event, you can get, get them pretty much anywhere. I go to King Saddlery. And I like to use king ropes. Um, they work really good for me. They stay open. They last a long time and they've been good ropes. So those are the ones I like to use.
2: Right. What are extra things you'd like to bring to the calf roping?
3: Oh, I would say the biggest things to take when you're going to calf roping for extra is a neck rope and a cheek cobble and a lot of extra ropes and picking strings because you never know when you're going to need something or if somebody else needs to borrow one sometimes I lose stuff. So I like to have extra of everything.
2: Yeah. And what are some safety tips for calf roping?
3: You know, calf roping can be a very dangerous sport. A lot goes on and it's very fast. So I think having a good horse is the first step to safety, especially for a young kid, because I've seen a lot of bad wrecks and things and when the calf gets wrapped around your horse and stuff, because the horse isn't working, it's, it can be very dangerous. So I'd say the first step is having a good horse that works the rope. Um, also having the neck rope and the cheek cobble. I think those are two very important things to stay safe because they really keep your horse straight.
2: Yeah. Um, what is some drills you like to do for calf rope
3: the best drills I like to do are probably pen roping is one of them. This is for any roping, but it really allows you to keep your horse free and it keeps you free because then you're able to really slow everything down and really work on yourself and your horse. And then another drill I like to do is called collar flanking. So instead of just tying calves off the posts, I like to put it like a neck rope around their neck. And then this really allows me to work on my blocking and flanking all together so that is those are two of my favorite drills
2: that's great um i really enjoyed doing things like this because i remember um first starting rodeo there wasn't a lot of um um help that you could get when you're first starting off and i really enjoyed doing this i know like it's easy to get lonely when you first start rodeo and not having a lot of things to turn to. And so this has really helped me out. Um, Another question I have for you, what is the white stuff they put on the horse's butt?
3: That's called baby powder. So yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of ropers use it. It's just normal baby powder. Like you'd actually use on a baby. So uh, ropers will put it on the ropes and stuff because your hands get sweaty and stuff and I personally don't use it. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good to me, but most people do use it. And it, it just keep the your ropes good and feeling good.
2: Okay. Does awesome. anybody have anything else I'd like to add?
3: What'd you say? Sorry.
2: So does anybody have anything else they'd like to add?
3: No, not really.
1: It was pretty good.
2: Okay. Um, I don't really know where to go from here.
1: <laughs> well, honestly, we can edit this out too, because I know it's recording, but, um, I think that it was really good information wise, but, um, it was, it, it's, it was really short. I know. But but like I went through everything I got like I mean we answered all the questions. Maybe next time we just have to have more questions. Yeah. Can we? Is she here still? I
3: think Do you Maybe. want me to closing prayer quick.
1: Yeah, sure, and then I'm going to end it with, like, um, if you guys have any questions, you can contact us, and um, we will be back for a part two or something like that.
3: All right, sounds good. Well, I'll try to pray quick. Right.
1: Okay, no, say, okay, wait, you can't just go, we got to say something. We got to pick back up where we left off, so, like, I'm going to close it with prayer or something.
3: Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who joined us tonight. Um, I'd like to close us in prayer, quick. So, please pray with us. Dear God, thank you for blessing us with another amazing day, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to be on this podcast and share our love with rodeo and knowledge with others. Please help this to help other people and help everyone to have a great day. And thank you for all the opportunities you give us. Help us to trust in your plan for us and. Follow that through. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for everybody coming to listen to this podcast with us. Um, We are planning on coming out with a part two, so stay tuned for that. If you have any questions, feel free to comment or talk or uh, get a hold of us at rodeokids.com. Thank you all for listening. The end. Good job, guys. Good job. We did it. It did not last very
3: long guys it was only like it didn't matter.
1: but we do it have very, a lot of information we got it yeah very informational and I, I don't think know if that, Camille will like that I don't
2: know I think that you think sense. I
1: I wonder if she'll, I wonder if she'll even take it or not I, I don't know she
2: might make sure she was asking she was asking questions um she was messaging questions
1: yeah I didn't That's realize why. she was chatting with us
2: that's why
1: Until, I asked the baby,
2: that's
1: like, why I, I, asked got, the baby, I got in trouble about my hat and sunglasses. I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. That oh,
2: was very, very short. I wish it could have been longer. I, in my head, I thought it was going to be a
1: lot longer than that. Yeah. I, I mean, we had longer. a lot of questions and we answered all of our questions. Like we, we Like, I felt like they weren't really short questions answered. I mean, like they were answered properly, I feel like
2: yeah she might make us redo it i don't know
1: i have no if she if she does then it's okay we can come back in um with more questions and everything
0: i'm not gonna make you guys redo it um i thought you guys did a really good job uh it, it is still recording If like there's anything like um since it is a podcast for beginners maybe you guys could give just a little bit of advice for parents for beginners like just like some all-around advice like it doesn't matter what event you're entering, but here's, you know, if uh, some advice for kids, like go after it anyway. Like I know you covered some of it, but if you have anything else like about entering your first rodeo or stuff like that, and maybe just some simple things for parents, like, Hey, you know, it's, it's hard to learn this stuff. There's a lot to it. So just have grace for your kids, you know, as long as they're trying, um, you know, maybe saying like, the more lessons or clinics you can go to, the better, like when you can learn from other people that really helps, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Or like take the time to help them.
0: Yeah. So if you guys want to just like keep rolling with it for just another few minutes and add a couple of that stuff, that'd be great.
1: Where'd my pin go? it. Okay, let's see. Oh, we're going to have to redo our ending, guys.
2: <laughs>
0: Connor, are so, you with us? I'm uh, with you. Perfect. Okay. I think you guys covered a lot of awesome stuff. Good job.
3: Thanks. <laughs> I just got to... Okay, who's doing the talking here? Okay. We can split it. Vote who? I vote Connor.
2: I just prayed. (laughs) I just prayed.
3: I I prayed. I can help or try. I don't know what to say. I say we
1: all talk a little bit.
3: I agree, Yep.
2: But a little more prepared.
3: Yeah.
1: What?
2: I said we need to get prepared first.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I say we just talk about um, I say we talk about the like entry fees or clinics. Talk about clinics and talk about like getting started in general as like we know it can be tough and being patient with your child and everything. Believe us, it's like it's hard on them just as much as it's hard on you. They also, they want to win just as much as you want them to, so don't just, they, they're they going to be, they're trying their best, and it's just not like they don't want to win, and they don't want to try their best, it's just, or they don't want to try, they are trying, actually, and something like that.
0: Maybe some suggestions, like, about when they give feedback, like, maybe just saying like, hey, um, you know, just based on our experience, if, you know, when they're done with around just like what you guys are talking about, how they don't want to disappoint anybody and how they just want to make you proud and stuff and do good. Um, you know, maybe we suggest, you know, as kids who, you know, work with our parents and have good relationships and, you know, want to help other people, um, you know, we just recommend making sure that you ask your kids to give their feedback first, like ask a lot of questions like, hey, how did you think your run went before just spewing out at them what you saw? Um. That might be something to share. And I think you can share that in a really nice way. Yeah. Cameron,
2: you're natural at this. It's a lot easier for you. You're natural. You do this all the time.
0: I've done a couple hundred. Just a couple. (laughs) You'll get there. No,
1: notice how she's like, I've done a couple hundred.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, man.
1: okay who wants to speak first
3: you me I,
0: I'm Wait, so try confused. putting your face in the in the camera some you're kind of all over the place well I'm okay I'm, I'm, there you go so, thank you sir i'm so
2: confused what y'all want me to say i'm
1: writing on my notebook here
3: we just need to start talking
1: right That's we just, just great,
2: start great advice okay.
1: Advice for parents. Advice for parents. <laughs> I just need to figure out how to start back up. Okay.
2: As for parents, getting introduced and forgetting.
1: All right. All right. You ready, guys?
3: Are we ready? right
1: all right picking back up here we go as for parents getting started in rodeo can be just as hard for the parents as it is for the contestants i mean a whole bunch of work goes into getting your kids where they need to be at the right time the meetings before the rodeo the time the event goes on getting the horse up and down the road feeding the horse everything also falls back on parents the way they act everything but when it comes to competing and just starting off the kids are trying just as hard as you are i mean it may not seem like it and they may not seem like they want to win they may seem like they just want to go to the rodeo to hang out with their friends and have fun but i mean they are really trying their best and i i can speak for that for some kids some kids it may be a different story i mean they may actually just not really want to do it and just be going along for the ride but kids are actually trying and they're actually trying to prove to you that they are practicing and they're trying to have their practice to pay off and it doesn't help when all you do is just harp on them like practice 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 um ouch sorry.
2: <laughs> it's, it's a lot to do, you know, especially on the mental side, first starting out. And it's something that I don't think maybe not all parents realize how much it puts on your kid mentally. Um, It's a lot. It's nothing that you're just going to get over your first rodeo and go out there and do. I mean, it's a lot on your mind and on your body to take in all at one time, um, especially for your first rodeos, even going on, um, through your next few years of radio. It's still a lot to take on. So kind of seeing things from your kid's side. Um, I would also recommend going to um, clinics, going to clinics and getting a lot of practice practicing um, to better help you in the arena. Um, and that will even work with social skills for your kids in and out of the arena.
1: Um, I will talk about before and after runs. Um, Before runs, a lot of kids don't want to hear just you trying to remind them of everything. Some kids just want to be on their own and really try to get in the zone before they run. And I can speak from personal preference. It it doesn't help when somebody's just right there in your ear trying to direct you. And after runs, um, maybe they're just they're just as mad as or not mad just as upset as you are if it's a bad run it may not seem like it but um I know for a fact that if I had a bad run the last thing I want is a parent coming up to me talking about what I could have done differently maybe walk up to them and ask them what they think about their run and how they think they could fix it and then continue from
2: there it's finding your kid's preference, you know, deciding when to talk, maybe not bring it up, finding the good in their run after. There's always some good that they've, that they've done through that run. So just trying to find the good and deciding when it's time to talk and when it's time just to let them go on their own and figure it out themselves, because you're not always going to be there on every run. And this is going to be something that they have to figure out themselves. And um, it's a lot for them. So I would recommend, trying to figure out when you need to talk and when just to kind of leave them be.
3: Exactly. And, you know, from a, a kid's perspective too, I don't always get along with my parents, but I've started to realize lately that no matter what all they're doing, they're just doing it because they love you. So just remember kids that, just because you're not always getting along with your parents, they want to help you and they want to see you succeed. And that's why they do it. And sometimes they don't do it the right way and we don't get along with them, but we just have to understand that and realize that. Yes. And a piece of advice that I could give you before you go into your run, because I know someone mentioned earlier, we were talking about being able to, or worrying about, who's like watching you while you're competing and stuff. And something I, someone told me recently was before you go in and tell yourself that your friends love you, your family loves you and God loves you. And no matter what happens, it doesn't matter. And I thought that was pretty powerful and I really like that. So.
2: Yeah.
1: That's very good. All right, that was great.
3: We should probably end. Wait, we already have an ending.
1: <laughs> no, wait. I said we redo it and edit the other one out. Great idea. We are a mess, guys. We are a mess. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know Hopefully I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh my goodness That was great.
1: You know how many times we've broken character?
3: Oh <laughs> Let's get a good ending here, okay? Let's get her. Let's get her done. Who wants to do it? You. You got to. You
1: praying? I already prayed. Well, you got to redo it.
3: <laughs> okay.
1: And then I'll and then I'll end her out.
3: You want me to repray? Yeah. Yeah, do.
2: We're making in. Edit this one. She is getting all... She is going to be working hard editing this one.
3: Yeah. All right. We can pray again.
0: <laughs> you got to give me a second
3: to get warm back up. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. Lord. Hang hey, on. All right. Thank Dear you. First
2: first.
1: First.
3: Wait. Wait. <laughs> All right. Thank you everyone again for joining us today. Um, It's been great talking with everybody and I hope we were able to help you a little bit. And it's been fun sharing our knowledge and love for rodeo with you. So please pray with me quick as we are getting ready to hop off. Dear God, thank you for blessing us with another amazing day on your earth. Thank you for the opportunity to get on this call and help other people and follow your path for us. God help us to trust in you no matter what. And, Do the right things no matter who's watching or what's going on. Help us to love you and trust you and support you in every way. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on this podcast. If you guys have any questions, feel free to contact us. Again, thank you all and have a great night. Hey, guys, next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's Rodeo Kids podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to hit that follow button. If you love today's podcast and you know somebody who is just getting started or who might need some of this information, let them know share this booger with them and let them know what we've got going on over at rodeo kids and that we are here to help and that this information is available i also want to remind you that christmas is coming head on over to rodeokids.com and see what we have in our shop we've got some awesome new t-shirt designs some really cool keychains, and motivational type of stuff Um, we've got our push pray until something happens dog tag keychains and necklaces, as well as an awesome variety of books to choose from uh, for rodeo contestants, from the little kids who love the short go makes the NFR books to our older kids and who are chasing those gold buckle dreams. We have Fred Whitfield's gold buckle dreams book and his story as to how he overcame everything that he overcame to become the seven time world champion that he is. So head on over to rodeokids.com do some shopping. All of the proceeds go towards our Rodeo Kid scholarships and opportunities for youth in the Western industry. We are so thankful for you. We appreciate you and we wish you the best of luck, safe travels, and God bless while you are chasing those gold buckle dreams. Have a great week, everybody.